everybody. Welcome to episode 254 of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie film and more. I am one of your hosts, Ashia Dumont. I'm another host, Paul Robinson. How are you? Mm. What a week. Let me tell you. Tired. What a week it's been. Um, so for those of you that don't know, we filmed a short film last weekend. Mm-hmm. Well, most of it. We still have one more day of shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about that. Our experiences, what we learned, what we, you know, did wrong, what we did right, what worked, what didn't, all that fun stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I did want to, um, talk about, uh, briefly, uh if you will, pardon, um, the, the, current show love and death that is still running hasn't finished yet yes um versus its counterpart its 2022 counterpart candy candy which we reviewed which as you know as per the review i quite enjoyed yeah outside Um, of uh the justin timberlake that's just ridiculous um, uh, 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 Jason Ritter. Jason Ritter <laughs> should have been switched, but that's fine. Well, Justin Timberlake shouldn't have been in there at all, but well, you know, sure. you take the good with the bad. Um, so this is a very interesting thing to me because uh, this is also in the wake of Fatal Attraction releasing, I believe, on Paramount or Peacock or one of those. Uh, mm-hmm. who, it starts with a P. I don't know. Um, it's some 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 app we pay way too much for. Um, just why? I mean, Fatal Attraction is, has, did something in their trailer that I thought, boy, is that ridiculous until I saw a side by side of Love and Death. Um, so it seems to be that, you know, we went down this roller coaster of making shows and series, series Mm -hmm. based on books, novels, something. Yeah. sci-fi fan, literally whatever. anything literally anything right and you know there there was the argument of like my goodness is there not an original idea out there that we can create a film or a show from does everything i mean yes the, the the book is an original idea so i guess it's better than nothing right it's better than just remaking something but uh it it we were complaining, but it was gonna, it's about to get so much worse because there's it see, yeah. there seems to be this new trend here where not only are we like we forget about jumping off of a pre-existing concept i.e book mm-hmm. or graphic novel or something right we are straight up ripping off an existing creation yes so if you've watched the trailer to uh, fatal attraction as i did um as a fan of fatal attraction you will immediately recognize when she says i will not be ignored daniel I mean, the line is delivered. It's a show though, right? It's a show. It's a series. It's the line is delivered with the exact cadence and tone and everything Mm -hmm. that Glenn Close delivered the line, except by a completely different actress who I do like. Mm -hmm. But Lizzie Kaplan is great and I love her. But why the hell 
would that line and you can't tell me that she didn't know that that line was delivered that way like oh, right, i've right. never seen it like you've never seen fatal attraction like come on they sold her on oh it's so iconic let's let's do it again. You, yeah, and 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 they're green lighting this line being delivered exactly the way it was delivered in the movie which is such bs like that yeah. is the cheapest thing that you can do it's like this is beyond flattery this is just straight plagiarism at this point okay and i thought well i'm gonna be honest with you i don't want to watch that show Mm -hmm. but for some reason fatal attraction was one of my favorite movies as a child as inappropriate as that sounds i did love that movie shouldn't have loved that movie at you know 10 or 11 (laughs) But I did. Yeah. So I was like, oh, no, I now I kind of have to see this. Like, I, right. I kind of have to see. I don't expect very much. And, you know, the, the, the slight bit that I'll give them, because, again, I don't like to watch trailers to the extent, like to a full extent, because I don't want to ruin it. My assumption from what I can tell being that he's in prison is that this follows her death or something and that they're doing they're jumping back to mm-hmm. when she was alive and, and telling the story in reverse or something like that. Right. Um, which is like, I mean, I guess you're trying to make this some kind of continuation of fatal attraction, but call it something else, I guess. Yeah. Be like, oh, it's it's loosely based or inspired by. Yeah. Call it something else. Call it fatal imprisonment. I don't know. Just don't call uh-huh. it fatal attraction. And certainly do not start copying iconic lines from the movie uh-huh. and then just replacing the actor who, who delivers the line. Let's yeah. not do that. Then. Oh, yeah. well, go ahead. No, I'll, I have a. a overall statement so i'll wait till oh done. um don't forget it and then this morning we caught a glimpse of somebody who so brilliantly did a side by side of one of the scene this the same exact scene where uh the antagonist is uh confronted by the protagonist yeah in in, in the story because candy is based on a true story right as is love and death, the same true story. Right. Well, it's just, it, exactly. So, right. so off off the bat, I have an issue with the fact that this film, this this show, came out. I think less than a year, or potentially a year, a year to the day, uh, possibly. Yeah. That the other show released on. I mean, yeah. th- this isn't even uh, three or four or five years have been, but we're talking about a year. Yeah. So when this show was dropping. This other show was probably still in production or just started production, potentially. I mean, you, there's no way you didn't know that this was coming out. Right. Um, and so here is like, I have so many questions because Jesse Plemons and Elizabeth Olsen are not hurting for work or roles. They are what I consider yeah. the... Elizabeth Olsen still has all her Marvel money. Yeah, so she's not, I, I she's consider fine. these two actors to be in like the upper echelon of... of, of uh, a list indie they're not mm-hmm. like your run-of-the-mill actors most like the average moviegoer someone who's not uh, a, a movie buff but the average moviegoer will see jesse plemons and go like oh, i know that guy from something mm-hmm. but they don't they couldn't tell you what and they don't know his name and if they know elizabeth olsen it's because she's related to the olsen twins and because they'd know her from marvel but they wouldn't know her the, the independent right. stuff that she does but they are they are upper level actors mm-hmm. they're at the top of their game they're just kind of like they they do the more indie roles and the more less mainstream stuff but they're not hurting and so i can't understand 
why they would want to take this part. Because yeah, as an was, actor, I'd be like, was, didn't yeah. this show just come out? And 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 certainly they are in the same category as Linsky and Ritter and probably Beale, I guess I'd say, uh, you know, after that. They're in that same circle. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're telling me you didn't know that like your your colleagues, if you will, yeah. made this show already. And like, yeah. why would you agree to do this? But the biggest sin that was committed was that in the side by side scene, I mean, it, it's not like word for word every single time, but some of it is. Yeah. The tone is exactly the same. The fucking lighting was almost the same. Yeah. It was it was the same thing. And I just I cannot for the life of me fathom how we've gotten here. Like we're just copying things that that happened a year ago. Yeah. I was upset when they were me- remaking shit from 20 years ago, but now it's like god, it's yeah, not even a year has passed. Now, like it's just What we, is going on? You know, we're just we're scraping the bottom of the barrel to come up with something that they that these production companies will think that people will that are proven to make money because everybody you know there's so much more content that has to come out now because you have all these streaming platforms and there needs to be new stuff on there all the time and there's people are murdered every day you could pick another story well right but they're so afraid of trying anything new that isn't proven uh and losing money that they'll just remake whatever anything doesn't if it existed if it's an existing ip whatever it's fine just just remake it versus trying to make some original stuff it's like you know it's getting pretty bleak i'm just i'm just i i i'm i'm at a loss i'm at a loss cancel kindred so i don't really understand yeah yeah you cancel something like kindred which again was based off of a book but right, was such but, an interesting show and didn't yeah. have the budget and didn't have the 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 names and then the actors that the the clout that the, these shows have but was for the most part a much more uh um original idea than this i mean and also you know look I, i'm I, crime sells right yeah people love this shit there are so many stories so many crazy stories and just, actual cold cases and things that yeah. you could make a, a show about. Yeah. Why would you pick something that was all... Can you imagine somebody... What's next? Are we doing another Dahmer? Who's Dahmer next? Yeah, right. Are we going to do that again? Yeah. Well, they do that with even within those those docuseries where you'll have a Dahmer doc and then another one that comes out. Like Right, but at least it's later. a different... No, no, no. But, I, but I'm saying like... Pick a different person, right? Yeah. If you're going to, well, Dahmer was super successful. Okay, do it with Gacy. Do it with Bundy. Well, that's the plan for do that. It, right, it? right, yeah. exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, pick a different person, pick yeah. a different story, but to take the same exact story and the same exact crime and to just replace the actors and, and not even really, not even take a different approach with the lighting because it's like, what are we going to, are we sitting here saying, well, that was the lighting in their house? Yeah, we had to we had to maintain the authenticity yeah, yeah. of that lighting. Yeah. Like you could have at the very least gone somewhere completely different with it, made it look different, but to make it look similar and have that well, same tone—is it a different perspective or something? Is it told from a different perspective? Not according to what we've seen so far. Be- yeah, it's the just... same confrontation. The two of them talking about having the affair and their their spouses not finding out. It's yeah. the scenes that I that I have watched. 
I don't know. I th- this is so disappointing because these are two really heavy hitting actors, and Jesse Plemons is one of my favorite indie actors. I really enjoy him, and I just mm-hmm. I cannot wrap my brain around why they would agree to do this. The studios presenting it, a hundred percent. I understand. I get that because that's how they are, right? They're yeah. completely they're they're going to piggyback off of someone else's success, right? Because no one wants to be the first one to put that out there. Oh, they succeeded. Well, now we can jump off of that. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. But them as actors taking that part, right, really surprises me because yeah. you could place you the, you, you. I'm sure you can play so many different types of characters that you're offered. Yeah. This, you know, if the other one hadn't been made, hundred percent, but the other one was made, and it did really well, and it was made very well. Yeah, yeah. So I don't understand replicating that. It, anyway, anyway, that that's my tangent. I just I see a pattern starting to emerge here with, and I I really hope that that stops <laughs> because yeah. the fact that we're just plagiarizing stuff now is beyond me. I I don't understand yeah. how. This is the best that we can do. Anyway, talking about original shitty material, I wrote a script and we decided to film it. Um, So we overestimated the time that we would need intentionally. Mm -hmm. I, having written the script and sat with the script long enough, could not have imagined this taking longer than two days because I was just like, I mean, 90% of this takes place in one location. Mm -hmm. So um, obviously if you don't have the means to take longer, then, you know, you, you say, well, this has got to be in two days, but we gave it three days just in case there were some pickup shots or we got home and we were like, guess what? None of the audio recorded. Yay. Um, and we wanted to have that sort of leeway for hiccups, which there were, and there always are. So it was Mm -hmm. just like, okay, um, we did not, well, actually you did in one scene use both cameras. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, we rented the, we rented our camera just in case there was some type of fluke and we didn't want to be left with our pants down, so to speak, Mm -hmm. and with our lenses off. (laughs) You see what I did? Yeah. You see? Yeah. Because your pants and the lenses, lenses cover. Yeah. Our lens covers off. Okay. Um, so we did rent another Black Magic ju- uh, cinema just in case. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, probably didn't Ursa need it. Mini. Ursa, Ursa, Ursa Mini. Sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know why I keep saying cinema. We don't have a cinema. Um, <clears throat> and uh, so, really, didn't need it, but it's just kind of a smart backup to protect yourself because yep. anything can happen we have had little glitches with our computer with our computer with our camera here mm-hmm. and there and it was just like do we really want this happening right and you know to potentially have the whole shoot ruined over three hundred dollars yeah was it was like we might as well so we rented the second one um we got to use some beautiful cook lenses that mm-hmm. you know i i do have i'm saying i have two kidneys yeah. And you have two kidneys. Yeah. And we, we don't need could both technically, of them. We don't need both of them. Technically, we could survive on one uh, each. So, I mean, that is a possibility. But yeah. uh, aside from renting this caliber of glass, as they say, yeah. um, there's no way we would be able to use these lenses. So this is our only opportunity. This is the only manner in which we can do it. Um, well worth the investment 
be it rental or purchase. Um, they're beautiful lenses, uh, but they are incredibly expensive. Um, so this was, I felt, I, you know, it's weird. I felt like we were filming for, for like four days. Yeah. It's really weird. I don't know what time started to sort of stand still after a while. And mm -hmm. I was like, are we still in the same day? Like what's happened? Mm -hmm. um, but it did go fairly it quickly. Even, it just felt slow. Yeah. And it wasn't even long days, you know? No. Shortest days we've ever filmed, I think. Well, for filming, yes. But there was a lot of prep, you know? Um, yeah. But even still, I mean, you started at like 930 and we didn't film past five. The second day, yeah, we did a little bit. Sli Very, slightly. Like maybe 530. But, slightly. Yeah. And that was only to like grab a like, oh, let's just do this yeah, little yeah. second, couple like inserts yeah, a couple something. inserts. But we weren't like we could have gone without it if we we could have shortened that if we needed to. Yeah, but yeah. Um, definitely short days. And that was intentional. I didn't want people being worn out and tired. We've done that so many times. You know, you're you're you have a 12 or 14 hour day and then everybody's shot. And I learned that the hard way on a shoot once. And mm -hmm. I did not give a very good performance in a, a pretty big part of the film. And I've, I was always upset. I've been with, upset with myself still about that. So I was yeah. like, not doing that again. I don't want anybody tired. And I don't want to be tired. Even if everybody else is like, we can keep going. Go ahead. Do it without me. I, I'm going to lay down. Um, hmm. But what? so some hiccups. Let's go through the hiccups. Sure. Well, Audio. <laughs> yeah. So um, one of our lab uh, receivers. Uh, receivers yeah just uh we we powered down at lunch mm -hmm. and then we, we we let everything charge while we're eating and stuff and then uh we went back to film and the 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 receiver wouldn't turn on and so that was that was fun so we had a scramble and i luckily i had an extra one mm -hmm. which i was using uh for feedback for for our or you know for um forgot the there's a phrase a name for it but to send a signal to the camera from the audio, but um, a hopper or something. I think it's a hopper, I think. Um, so I just used that as the, uh, uh, I was using a lab for that. So then I just had to use that one for um, the lab that stopped working, which was so annoying <laughs> uh, to set that up. And just working, look, we brought on Bassam, who is, um, you know, he's, not like he get you know he gets it he's he's done acting and he's been on sets and stuff so mm -hmm. he's not like you know he's he's in that he's in the that world but he's not a sound person by right. trade so him and i were kind of just kind of fumbling our way through <laughs> trying to get trying to trouble everybody shoot, laughed yeah. really i mean the working the boom is something that i uh, i'm more familiar with so mm -hmm. it was easier for me to kind of let him know some techniques and stuff that i would use um i'm not a sound person but i've done sound so i know a little bit about it and but the labs, I mean, getting the labs to, to, in a place that, you know, just cutting the ruffle down. I mean, you know, there's sound people that do this for a living that know what they're doing and can mm -hmm. um, mitigate all of that stuff. But when you don't know and you're... And also, we're, we're, so we, we're not using the best labs that exist. I mean, they're no. decent, but they're not the best. And so I'm sure the more costly a lavalier is, the more effective it's going to be on cutting yes. those sounds down. And yeah. you're not, you know, you're a sound person who's charging you a thousand dollars a day. They're, they're not going to have a lavalier that's going to take them four hours to figure out. They, you know, they've, they're going to have something that works much better. 
and that they can just mic you up and you're you're good to go. Yeah. Um. So that is another thing to sort of keep in mind is like that's what was within our budget. Mm-hmm. You know, we 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 met our goal on on um, Indiegogo and and you know then we we also put in a couple thousand dollars ourselves. Yep. But that was what we could afford. Yep. In an ideal world, we would have gotten we would have probably had to spend at least a thousand dollars or a little bit more to to get something that was better. And maybe that's an investment for the future, you know, because if we are going to be having somebody run sound for us that is not a sound person and doesn't come with their own gear, that's going to save on time. Right. I mean, that, you know, that is something to consider. It's like, okay, this is like, if you have the means, that is, if you say, well, we could spend $1,000 on these labs, but uh, we could get these for $500, right? And And save money. It's like, okay, but... What is it costing you in time? Like, for instance, are you somewhere where you're paying by the hour to film? Like, do you know what I mean? Mm Because if it's now going to take you an additional three hours and it can take you collectively three hours to figure out sound. Yeah. Then did you really save that if you can get something that you're able to just pop right on? I mean, Mm -hmm. there was a point in the first day of shooting where we had moved my mic in like 17 different positions and it was still causing uh, a muffled sound and it was still hitting my clothing and so then we had to wind up just taping it to our skin, which, look, it's not the end of the world, but I, my skin is a little bit sensitive. So I yeah. started getting kind of itchy, like I noticed. And when I took that tape off, I was like all red. And, yeah. you know, it, I mean, it's fine now. It's not like a big deal, yeah. but it is annoying. You know, it's like you shouldn't. Ideally, we would have been able to clip that onto our clothes in a way and not had to have taped that onto our chest. And, you know, and then yeah. d- depending on the kind of outfit you have, that may not have been as possible luckily i had a higher we all had kind of a higher collar so we were able to get away with it yeah but if we hadn't like (laughs) i don't know where that thing would have gone yeah um it was a little bit it was a little bit annoying the receipt for uh what is the the clip also yeah on the pack um we used i don't know the 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 model for the road that we used road wireless go to um they're you know they're they're decently priced and that you get good sound out of them but the clips are kind of sensitive i noticed if i got up you know it would flop off of the hem the hem the waist of my pants and i had Mm -hmm. to keep the wires like all over the place (laughs) just like trying to figure that out um apparently though this is an issue i I think this is just an issue for everybody it's just depends on what caliber because when we were watching she said if you remember she dropped her whole pack on the bed before she got up in one of the scenes and i noticed it and i was like oh my god that was her sound pack like so this is an issue for you know everybody it is annoying but it's a little extra annoying on a set this small because we don't have other people yeah the skill of laving somebody properly so that there's very minimal ruffle is like something that you only get from experience Mm -hmm. and working with different types of fabric and different styles of clothing and different scenarios and stuff. And so, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was very tricky. That was probably the most complex, uh, portion of everything. I would, my lighting wasn't too bad. I was lucky enough to, um, to do some pre-lighting the week before. So that helped out a ton. We would have um, for sure been there for three days if yeah. we hadn't been able to do yeah. that. Uh, that said, there was still, you know, I still ran into snags where like, mm-hmm. well, the lighting that I had planned to do isn't working now because there's more people in the room that absorb more light or the lighting is different outside or any, you know, pick your Well, just issue. getting the ND to stick 
to the window. To the window was, that was a whole day. That was an entire day of us having to cut that to fit the screen. And we Um, did that the day before. We did that the day before. So the the problem is that if you just, so it was kind of windy. So Mm -hmm. taping it to the frame of the outside of a window. Now, every time the wind picks up, it's going to start, it's going to shake. You know, like when you, I don't know, an example of like when you have something uh, that type of like gel paper in the wind. So not yeah. not only does it move and can you see the difference in that, but you can hear it. Yeah. So it has that like whoosh, 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 whoosh kind of sound. Yeah. And so if you're doing a scene right in front of this or not even, windy, then, yeah. and it's very windy, that mic is going to pick up the sound of that, that filter constantly moving, mm-hmm. you know, every time the wind blows. So there's things like that, that, yeah. you know, you can't really... You almost, if, if it hadn't been windy when we were there, we wouldn't have known that that was even a possibility, right? Because you can put that up on a day that's calm as hell, mm-hmm. and then you start filming, and the wind starts blowing, and you're like, what the hell is that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you kind of have to always be ready for weird shit to happen mm-hmm. and to try to troubleshoot that. Um, I will say that the water bottle situation on this set was much more contained <laughs> yeah. than last time. Yeah. M- much appreciated. So our There's less our, people too. But y- yeah. Yes, less people, but not by much. Honestly, yeah, uh, actually, the, the, not by much at all. Uh, it was just so. <laughs> it's a running joke with uh, Patrick Dennison and Kat Lindsay that I was like. Uh, I, water bottle Nazi. I, I was the water bottle Nazi on a vital sign because like water bottles were getting opened and put mm-hmm. down and then nobody knew whose they were and blah, blah, blah. Um, this time it worked out much better. <laughs> I think I'd frightened everyone yeah, enough yeah. that they were like, don't lose your water bottle. She's going to freak out. There were a couple stragglers, but not too bad. Um, mm-hmm. uh which was great because I, I kept panicking about that. I was like, do we have enough water? However, we did have filtered water there. So that really yeah. helped too. I was just drinking out of the, the filter from the fridge, which which worked. Yeah. Um, we hired uh, um, Brandon Lillard to help us out uh, as our PA. And he was also kind of like watching the monitor mm-hmm. and, 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 and helping out in that way. Massive help if you have the ability to either barter with somebody or pay somebody like we did to go on runs for food yeah um to not have to that's always been my job and my problem and when i'm acting at the same time it's a nightmare it's a complete nightmare and i can tell you 100 percent, if i had had to stop what i was doing to cook it would have taken us three days yeah because it it, it's just too much like so this was a lot of also with the crowdfunding was trying to, to to get help to just yeah i i could have done that for half the cost if i had cooked but it would have taken us twice as long and yeah. i would have been shot yeah so um it was so nice to just be able to uh have that menu send somebody to go get the food when everybody's done they throw their food in the garbage they're 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 not their food they're containers and everything and you just move on to the next scene it wasn't like well now we have to clear out the whole damn kitchen Mm -hmm. because there's dishes all over the place and now we gotta load the dishwasher and um i whether whether you care or not i'm just gonna push you through onto my process for craft services which i found really helpful if you're not too familiar or if you're going to be filming for the first time and you're curious on how to go about that smoothly I came up with an idea that may seem incredibly anally retentive in initially, right? You're like, come on, Sashia. But tell me, truthfully, 
did it not save time to have those things, to have those orders preset versus handing a menu to everybody on set, going through a whole menu while this, because we're on lunch now, right? So it's like, all right, I tell me what it is that you want to eat right now. And then everybody sits there with a menu right. and they go, oh, write this down and yeah, write that down. It write... certainly saved time, but I feel like you could even... If you don't want to do it that far in advance, you could even do it in the morning when you're prepping. Like, sure. what do you want for lunch? Yeah, but I wouldn't dinner? have had time to be, uh, like, a complete psychopath and type that out and had yeah. that inside of a protected plastic sleeve for Brandon <laughs> yeah. with the numbers and addresses to and, all of the and, places. But you can be as <clears throat> anal retentive as you want, but if the place fucks up your order like they did for us, <laughs> it all doesn't matter so, anyway. My process for this was a couple of weeks before I sent everybody options. Yeah. So I went through the menu and stuff that I knew like, oh, this is like weird. No one's going to order. Like nobody's ordering the Beyond Burger whatever, you know, like nobody was vegan or something. So it was like I basically took like all the best things and the most popular sandwiches or platters or whatever from that restaurant. And I made a mock menu and I sent it to everybody. And I was like, choose Two meals from this section, one meal from this section, blah, 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 because there was a place that we were ordering twice from. Yeah. So pick two things from here. Everybody, how do you want your burger done? Tell me well done. What do you want on it? What do you want off of it? What are you, what are you excluding or including? Yeah. What do you want? And I typed what all... Want? What do you what want? What do you want? So I typed all of that up, and on the top of that, I put the phone number to the place with the address. So And, and it was dated, right? So Friday lunch... Name of the place, phone number, address. All I had to do was hand that to Brandon and mm-hmm. go, this is everybody's, and everybody's name. Kat's ordering this. Bassam's ordering this. Yeah. Brandon's ordering this. Yeah. Know what everybody's ordering. Um, instead of kind of fussing around with that the day of, or, I mean, you could, but the fact that it was done ahead of time, it was like, whatever. Mm-hmm. We didn't have to really think about it. It kind of becomes a surprise too because people forgot what they ordered. So they're like, I don't even know what I'm getting today. <laughs> but to be fair, if you're on a big set, you're not getting a choice on what's ordered, right? They'll right. give you some selections, but this is what they have. We're, we're doing pasta and chicken and salad and some and a side. That's what you got. And you, yeah. you eat what you eat from there. So we actually had more variety that you could actually pick more and customize mm-hmm. it better than you would on, on a bigger set. It was important to me that, you know, people were eating well. Yeah. But as you had mentioned, one of the places labeled all the sandwiches, which was very helpful, but they put the wrong sandwich in the wrong wrapper. And so Bassam went halfway through a sandwich before realizing it's not something he would have ordered. And he'd eaten half of Brandon's sandwich. And his sandwich that he had the other half of was not necessarily something Brandon would eat. So it's just like, oh, for fuck's sake, like. You can do the most, yeah. which I did. I mean, you can't get any more detailed I mean, than what I did. Your, yeah, and it's hands. just out of your hands. I mean, yeah. you just, if somebody at that deli or restaurant or establishment just labels something incorrectly, chaos. Yeah. It was Sandwich Gate for like 10 minutes. <laughs> we were trying to figure out who's, and then I completely forgot to put a sandwich on there for Petra. Yeah. So to send Brandon back out, had I not made that mistake, he would have opened up what was labeled his sandwich and been like, this ain't my sandwich. Yeah. And, But I didn't, and I messed up. Again, you do your best. Mm-hmm. But I felt like this went much more smoothly 
if you cannot afford to do that, you do the best with what you can. And if you have to prepare things on site or buy cold cuts and people have to put their sandwiches together, then fine. But I cannot stress enough how important that organization is because it sounds really, it sounds unimportant. You're like, oh, well, foods, whatever. We'll We'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. We'll figure it out when we get there. And then the moment comes, right? And everyone's going, what do you, what happened? Where are we ordering from? And then you're trying to catch people's attention. Where did this person go? I need to know what they're ordering. They're going to place the order. What do you want? And then it's just chaos, you know, or if you haven't prepared that meal ahead of time, oh, go get some cold cuts. Which ones? Well, I, I suppose... don't know. What do you eat? What do you eat? <laughs> you know, so I, I, I really well, de- like having yeah. that. Yeah, it did. It was helpful, but I, I assume on a bigger set, you have basically. Have I'm not a person... talking about a bigger set. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about our, our sets. sets. I'm not talking helps. about people yeah. that have fifty thousand dollars, five million dollars. That's not a yeah. problem for them. For people on on our level, you have a limited amount for food, and you know you're 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 battling trying to feed people well but also not go crazy over budget and mm-hmm. and start you know hemorrhaging money on stuff that you could have saved on so yeah i mean there were lots of snacks we had like a little a little i made like a little craft service table like yep. for snacks and which came in handy because in between those shots people are hungry yep. and they you know they don't want to have to go where is this where is that it's right over there. If yeah. you want a banana or whatever the hell and almonds, like go get it from that basket yeah. and have at it. Like yep. it was really helpful to have that just over there because on other sets, I just had stuff in bags, you know, and it was like, well, I don't know where anything is. So yeah. I, I, I will always have like a little craft service basket from now on because that was beyond helpful for those in between times. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, there weren't many. I don't think there were many, uh, um, like, I can't think of the word now. Like issues or? Yeah, but I'm trying to think of a better word, not just issues. Like, I, you know. Snafus? Yes, the snafus. <laughs> I like snafus. There yeah. weren't many snafus that there could have been. Well, it's frightening. Um, we still have to go through all the footage. We're going to do that in a couple of hours, so. Well, we're recording this early. Yeah, so, so we will like have gone through that. Week. So maybe... By the time this airs, we will have been crying on the floor for hours yeah. because something we realized something went wrong with all of the footage. But uh, we filmed we we were filmed done filming two days ago, technically, from when we're recording this now. It'll be a week from when you hear this. Um, so hopefully everything. Yeah, yesterday <laughs> was kind of just like pack up all the gear, get it back here. You know, we set our you know, we, we had breakfast with the cast and um you know, said our goodbyes and packed everything up. And I was just here. in so cleaning we mode just because of, we yeah. had like, um, we, we had to, we had to get the hell out of there. So I was just like in cleaning mode and I couldn't really like sit and talk for too much. I just yeah. wanted to get that done. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was about to crash. So I was just like, if I sit down, I'm not getting up to do all of this stuff later. Yeah. So I was like, I can't sit. Yeah. Um, we, and you know, one of the things that saved us audio wise besides Bassam was the, um, you know, we, we invested into a, a recorder that, um, just if I can get nerdy for a second. Get nerdy with it. Um, you know, we invested in this recorder that has like a 32-bit flow kind of audio recording. And so if, you know, he's trying to get levels and then some, because there's scenes where somebody screams or it gets a little bit louder, um, you know, if it does clip, it's, it's okay. You know, we could kind of recover that in post. 
which is not ideal, obviously. You kind of want to usually, you know, you have a sound person and they're like kind of riding the levels because I know the scream is coming. But, uh, you know, um, that was, was helpful in, for us because we were running such a small crew and, and, you know, we didn't have the funds to hire um, professionals in, in those positions. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did want to tell the story. So it's like, you know, it's, it's, it, it was very helpful in that regard. Yeah. Yeah. That's my nerdy spiel. And, you know, look, I rented these Cook lenses. And uh, it's interesting because, you know, we were in, like, pretty serious talks about investing in a new camera. Yes. And, um, you know, had we invested in the camera, we wouldn't have been able to invest in some lighting equipment we got and been able to... Maybe we still could have rented the thing. Maybe not. I don't know uh, the the lenses. But, you know, I feel like, and this is for anyone out there that is has gear acquisition, acquisition syndrome like I do. <laughs> um, I feel like me taking my current camera mm-hmm. and renting really good lenses resulted in a better image than if i were to have bought a better camera and used my current lenses yes because we have photography lenses yeah and there's a massive difference there's ice but they're not cook cinema lenses yeah yeah. so um and that was helpful also um what was so great about the lenses is um the focus ring i mean most people know this but just but having my first experience with like a, a real cinema lens and and um, having the the what they call the focus throw, and so mm-hmm. the amount that you have to turn the lens in order to change the focal plane, having that be a much greater distance that has to travel allows you to really kind of um, hunt less for your focus. Yeah, you know, I tried to, you know, I bought um, here's a little hack. I bought from from uh, Home Depot. They have those laser measures. So I could stand behind the camera, put the laser laser measurer right where the sensor is, and get a measurement of where the actor is. And I don't have to get, a, a, you know, I don't have to um, get a tape measure or any of that sort of stuff. So that was super helpful, especially with the um, wider shots, because on a seven inch monitor, it's really hard to tell what's in focus. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of one of my fears now in in looking at the footage is that is are these wide shots actually in as clear focus as they seemed to be? Yeah. Um, so we'll see how that we'll see how that works. The you know the tighter stuff you know when you're working with a 50 millimeter lens and even a 35. Well, I had the 32, but even like a 30 something lens, if the if the subject is close enough to the lens, is a lot easier to tell what's in focus. But when you're dealing with like a 25 or something and you're you got your wide shot, it's it's like I don't know. Yeah, it looks in focus. Everything looks in focus. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. Um, <laughs> But then I just try to measure everything, and 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 I felt like the that helped a lot. Um, I don't know if the measurements were completely accurate. I didn't do a lot of tests with it. Like mm-hmm. I didn't really. I, I had time, and I probably should have, but I didn't. I didn't, you know, have do kind of like tests to see like if this shows it at eleven feet is eleven feet out of the lens actually the focal plane, and so yeah, that's a lesson learned for the future. But. Um, it seemed to be so. We'll see. We'll see how yeah, it all turns out. One of the 
biggest snafus, if you will. Um, and I think this is something that I, you know, we talk a lot about transparency. And I think that it's very easy to uh, release this episode and record it and just like omit things, right? And just go like, oh, well, there was this little thing. But I like being honest because these are things that that come up, right? Mm-hmm. And it's everything's a learning experience. And Well, that's all I care about when I'm watching... You know, if I'm watching like a, a, a behind the scenes or if I'm watching like a, a commentary on something, mm-hmm. I just want to know all the things that went wrong and what they did to address right. them. Or you know, how they feel about laugh. like, yeah, how, yeah. like, OK, what would you have done differently or what right, do you exactly. wish you had done differently? Uh, and that stuff is much more interesting than. Yeah, but a lot, you know, there's there's a lot of people that that see that as fault. Right. They don't no. want to be painted in this 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 ill light, if you will, that. Yeah. You know, oh, learning, I made a mistake, right? if, if you know, and it's like, look, you make mistakes. If everything went perfectly, you haven't really learned much from it, you know. Things are going to happen, and and especially at this level. When when things like this happen on, on humongous sets, they're usually million-dollar issues, like, that yeah. happens. It's like, oh, we're now bleeding money because yeah. uh, this, this massive rig broke or something ridiculous. Um, but, you know, they just funnel in more money from their investors and everybody moves on. But yeah. when things like this happen on a self-funded set or a, a, a set that you're raising funds for that's a micro-budget, it's it's devastating um, because there is nobody to turn to and go like, oh, how do we fi- you know fix that? Give me more money. Yeah, we have we have what we have, and so we have to we have to come up with a solution. One of the biggest things that uh, for me on this set that and and lessons that I learned. Um, for instance, before it was craft services, right? It would be like, well, it's cheaper for me to do it. I, I'm trained. I can do it. I can cook. And yeah. and every, you know, oh, everybody loves the food. Okay, well, that's nice. But like I heard it on this set. So like, oh, are you cooking? Absolutely not. Like yeah. I'm, I'm flattered that you would like me to cook, but I'm not doing that again. I know how that, that affected my performance, having to add all that onto my plate. So I won't do that again. What I've learned on this set between the two of us having to do so much is that For you especially, it's very difficult to play the part of director and cinematographer. So this was my biggest issue when, you know, when all was said and done and and we got home and we were done filming, I said, you know, as I was reflecting, I I went, you know. Our postmortem. Yeah, we. this is like every film where we go like, what happened that I would have changed? And I was just laying there and I went, I never got directed. Mm -hmm. And... Interestingly enough, when we first, before we were to have a focus puller, I was contemplating directing this because mm-hmm. um, I do enjoy directing, but, yeah. you know, it, it just depends on how much we have going on. Yeah. I was going to propose the possibility that I directed. Then we were going to have a focus puller and I was like, OK, perfect. That's less for you to do. So then, you know, you go ahead and direct it like you mm-hmm. normally would. Then we lost our our focus puller and you were going to have to do it again. And I don't know why I didn't revisit that. I should have revisited that and gone, wait a minute. How are you going to do all of these things plus direct? Now, if you were a cinematographer in the sense that a cinematographer gets to be a cinematographer on a bigger set, they have gaffers. They have people that are moving lights for them. They have people in the electrical department. But you are the gaffer. You are the electrical department. You are everything. Half of the sound department. Half of the sound department. Plus you're manning the camera. So, and you know, even on those big sets, you have someone who changes your lenses for you. Like you're sitting back as a DP. So much of my energy. Not even having to do that. We've talked about it before, but so much much of my energy is just 
keeping everything in focus and it's really mm-hmm. hard to concentrate on performances when the main thing is focus. If it's not in focus, none of it matters. It's all yeah. the performance could be great. The lighting could be great. None of it matters mm-hmm. if it's not in focus. And so that's my main priority when I'm, you know, obviously if something big comes up, you know, if someone's in a scene or someone says a wrong line or whatever, you know, those things are easy to notice. So we had one, we had one situation where Brandon yeah. actually had a note because he was able to kind of sit and watch it like a director. And mm-hmm. so he, he had a note and it was a good note and we took it and we shot it. And so, yeah, and it worked uh, and it worked. And so that for me is, you know, manning the camera and directing is something that is maintainable because then I can just focus on the, what's happening, but pulling focus and directing is so, especially on our level, you know, like we're getting to a level now where story is important. Performances are very important, you know, you know, kind of sculpting these performances, um, to be what services the story is so mm-hmm. important, but you know it, it's got to yeah. be in focus. So it was it. It's something to keep in mind, and I think when we're doing skits, just like you, like even if you were to direct it, it's like how how effective can you be with directing well, cat if you're I, in a scene with Patreon? Well, you know to, what I mean? That to be fair, thing, so. I kind of did have to. You did. I you, you did, I, I wound yeah. up kind of being the director in this because there 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 was no other person to do it. The problem is that I didn't go in planning to direct it Mm -hmm. so I didn't have that you know if if I'd known that I was going to be kind of putting that hat on I would have done things way differently because I would have prepped more and been like okay so here's how we have to film this because I'm going to need to be able to sit back and watch the blah 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 but there was no plan for that so I was just kind of jumping in when I started to see you um where like you had more hands than you were born with, you know, when yeah. it was like arms going, you're doing this, you're running sound, you're and I was like, oh, he's not gonna be able to direct us. He, there's no time because he's having to pull focus, and there's so much shit going on. Mm-hmm. A lot of it too is that we always appreciate anybody that wants to help, but the right help is crucial. Help yeah. is lovely, but what winds up happening is that you just have a lot of bodies in the room. Mm-hmm. What you need are bodies that know what they're doing mm-hmm. so that you can say to somebody, oh, I need you to, even if you had said, go get me this specific lens. Well, if you don't know anything about lenses, you know what I mean? That's yeah. like, well, what, what, you know, I mean, they're well, marked. And, and that happened <laughs> too, where like, not to that degree, but like, you know, we're packing everything up and everyone's like, hey, can we help? Well, they want to be helpful. Yeah. But it's like, no, because you don't know. they don't know where everything goes. They don't know how everything's packed. They right. don't know what if I tell them, oh, take that C-stand, collapse it and put it over there and put it, you know, take the thing, you know. It's you like, don't know what cover they, it goes into. They just into. literally don't know. So it's yeah. like um, they, they unfortunately can't help. And so it's uh, it's it's, you know, it's it's a tough gig, but, you know, it's, it is. I, but if you have the means, I cannot stress enough having somebody on set that is familiar with that. Yeah. Somebody who knows how to potentially break equipment down so that you're saving time there. That is that is a help versus like, where does this go? Where does mm-hmm. this go? It's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's actually faster if I do that myself, because if I have to keep like telling everybody where to put stuff, it's like no long. It's just counterproductive at that point. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of the biggest snag for me as an actor was just that I wound up co-directing and 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 I wasn't prepared for it but I had to just like on the fly when I saw where we were going how the schedule was going and how everything was starting to pan out it was like all right I'm gonna have to throw this hat on because I'm noticing things that I'm gonna be pissed off about 
later when we're going through footage because it's gonna be like we didn't get this we didn't get this but you know yeah so then i had to like think of it on the fly like okay the past couple scenes i don't think anybody did x y and z yet so Mm -hmm. let me tell patria to do this let me ask cat to do this um and but it was hard to do that with myself because then i didn't remember how i'd performed something so i don't know how many versions i'm gonna have for myself to choose from that'll be interesting to go through Mm um if we had predicted this i would have planned it differently i would have written it out differently and i would have said okay here and normally i'm very detailed in the way i write i write direction in my script which most directors who you're not married to will hate uh but Mm -hmm. (laughs) when you're married to the director they understand i didn't do that and i would have done that i would have said okay i want to see myself play this in these three different ways just for funsies i didn't do that because I was waiting for you to go like, give it to me this way, give it to me this way. But there was no time for this, you know, because there's so much to deal with the rig and with and with pulling focus, mm-hmm. pulling focus, yeah. <laughs> sound and pulling focus say, are I like think, the two. I think the, the, the two biggest things on set for me that are, yeah. would be helpful is sound and, and a focus. Po- first AC, technically, I yes, guess. First, but, first AC. Um, uh, yeah, because it's like, I mean, shoot, if I could have a first AC that can run camera too and I can just stand at the monitor. Well, that would be lovely. That would be ideal, but <laughs> I can't clone myself lovely. yet. So, um, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, who knows? I mean, maybe with the next one, we'll have the funds to be able to do that or we'll meet the right people that are willing to kind of work with us or whatever. Um, because we do pay, but we don't pay a lot. We don't, most of the time we can't afford most professionals full rate which they deserve and i'm not saying they don't deserve that but it's just something that is not affordable for yeah, us and it it's comes like, down to literally not being i'd rather able to make it. i'd rather deal with this chaos and be able to tell the story and make the film than mm-hmm. not make a film because i can't afford it sort of thing I, but so. it's also you learn on every set and i don't think that there's anything wrong with saying hey i wish this had happened differently that this this is an independent set. This is how it works. Every film is a learning process. We've been making films for 15 years and we're still learning things the hard way on set. And this is one of the major ones. We now, it's sort of a blessing and a curse, right? Because I, I, I've often said to you that I sort of miss the days where we would just throw up a Home Depot light yeah. and call it a, a shoot. Yeah. That was that was the lighting. Maybe gels. We had gels. Yeah. Gels and Home Depot lights. That was as fancy as that light got was that, oh, we could throw a gel and maybe soften this light a little bit here. But it wasn't getting any better than that. And then you had actual stage lighting, which was so hot and killed us on electricity because yeah. those bulbs were ridiculous and they sucked up power. Um, but... You know, I there there is something so nostalgic and something just so simplistic about going like, well, we don't have any other option. This yeah. is as good as the lighting gets. Yeah. And then you just film stuff. But to be honest, you know, if I'm, if I'm not bullshitting you here, there is a massive, that massive difference when you watch that footage. Oh, yeah. And I look at the stuff we used to make with Home Depot lights and they look like it was filmed on a Home Depot light. And yeah, then you yeah. look at where we are now when you rent some cook lenses and you're like, holy shit, this looks this looks better than anything we've ever made. Yeah. And that's always a, a wonderful accomplishment. But we did learn that we were stretched too thin or at the very least, yeah. next time I'm going to need to 
be prepared to very much have to direct a, a, or yeah. co-direct and and try well, I think to it's a combination like, of the two right because if we can't be, get a focus puller then we got to figure something yeah. out because there's going to be the both of us that are going to have to kind of tag team it because there's mm-hmm. going to be situations in which you're not able to direct because you're yeah, in a scene depending and there's the going to be situations yeah. that it's going to be tough for me yeah right depending on your role and so um but i think you know having a focus puller eliminates a lot of that having like a straight up dp with focus puller can eliminate everything well but, yes you know that but uh, you, you see you're a dp to me i do well i'm a director dp yeah i mean i you know i'm not I, you know I, I i enjoy that sort of stuff too uh but i also you know want to look the thing is is like i have a by the time we shoot i have a good I've wrapped my brain around the story and the intentionality of each character and stuff, but we are two different people, right? Mm-hmm. And so if, for example, I'm not saying this happened, but like, let's say Kat or Petra was to go too big or too too small, to me, I may say, I like that for this film, but you may disagree and that's mm-hmm. fine. You know, we're two different people. And so who who gets to be right? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a, he, it's, a, he, it's a quote from our film. Yeah, he's he's being um, funny in um, case you didn't so, catch that. So there is that, and I often will defer to the writer because I want to kind of tell the 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 the, the, well, the story in the most rawest form. And that's not to say that I can't interject my thoughts and feelings I'm on stuff. I'm not necessarily but, precious about that. No, either. and you're not. But 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 whenever there's a, a clash of ideas, that usually I will always kind of defer to you because yeah. you you're the writer. It, but it doesn't but happen then, often. But but then there is a, a a bit of fear on my end just to give the wrong note. But that's you know that's not well, that's on you, buddy. Yeah, right. And so <laughs> that's kind of my own my own. Um, uh, in my head stuff because I can always talk to you about it. No, yeah, I can because say, hey, I'm I want to give patron. I'm to, not to precious make about it go stuff bigger. like that. I we can roll right into the next, uh, the next. I, I can't really call it an issue, but it was just an adjustment on set, right? So Brandon can come up, who doesn't have experience on set, but you know, we we kind of plopped him by the monitor and we went, hey, can you just watch this and. You know, if you see something slip out of focus or because your monitor is far smaller than his that's attached to your camera on your rig, um, you know, let us know or just... It's a seven inch. You know, that's the other thing I want to... That's what sound, she said. I want to sound off on that is like, why are on-camera monitors capped at seven I, I inches? I don't know. I don't, I don't get know. It. I'm about to put my iPad on there. <laughs> it's it's really ridiculous. Some of us are blind over here, y'all. There's, it's such a massive difference when you're, you know, th- that's another thing. Look, again, you know, you work within your budget. But if somebody said to me, what do you think is an important investment if I'm dealing with micro budgets? I'm trying to sort of I'm, I'm, I want to create a little gear package for myself. Absolutely try to get a monitor in there. It doesn't have to be the biggest monitor, but as long as it's something that's bigger than than you have attached to your rig, yeah. because or the camera's default one. Yeah, is it is horrible. so. Yeah, forget it. It is so incredibly important. It's like night and day when you're able to look at something on a monitor and go, "Oh, wait a minute, that looks nothing like what I think I'm seeing right in front of me." Um, and also being able to plant somebody there to watch it. So, um. You know, Brandon was really funny about it when he when he brought it up because he was like, look, you know, I know I don't know anything about this. and You can tell me to go fuck myself. But here's what I think mm-hmm. when she does this and this and that. He had made a note, I think, between Kat and Petra or something. Oh, know, uh, Kat looking Kat, at Kat, where Kat was looking. Kat reacting to yeah. one of Petra's lines. Yeah. And that when she, where she looks. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, you know. In the scene, I'm being really dismissive. So I'm not looking at them a lot. Yeah. And so I didn't know what 
a lot of the times aside, you know, I have good perif, but I can't always tell what's going on. And mm-hmm. so there's things happening that I don't right. know. Me too, because if I'm if you're talking or if the you're camera's focused, on, you yeah. know, I have to just watch your eyes and make sure they're in focus right. and that's it. Right. And I, I may not even really be paying super attention to what Kat's doing. Right. So he was able to go like, hey, this kind of seems like it would work a little better. And it did. And I'm not at most very rarely do I go absolutely not I don't want that at all I don't even want to see like a version of that because it's not going to work mm-hmm. it's very rare there's so you know certain things that it's like no this is part of the story but I'm always a fan of going let's try it once yeah you know what I mean like let fine let's let's have a take where that happens because it's going to take us whatever amount of time it's not that big a deal maybe it works and if it works great we have it if it doesn't it's no big deal but also sometimes as an actor, you kind of need to get that out of your system, even though if you don't, even though you may know deep down, like, oh, this probably isn't right for the character. You kind of have to, like, junk that and get it out. Try it yeah. to know that it is it to, to get to where you need to be. It's everybody works differently. Yeah. But I know sometimes that's how I function, where I need to run that scene in a way that I'm 90 percent sure is not going to make it to the final cut. But it sort of leads to the performance that you do need to get to that final cut. So. Yeah. I am a, a big fan of saying, like, when an actor comes to me and says, you know, do you mind if I try it this way? No, let's do that. Now, we can't do that 14 different ways. You know, like, you got it can't be with every scene, obviously. But if there's something that you feel differently as an actor in, in your performance that you would do, then let's do that. Like, let's try it. I don't, that doesn't hurt my ego, you know. I'm, yeah. what, for me, what's most important is that uh, the story is to- told cohesively. And sometimes yeah. that changes on set, which was something I had to do. So we did quick rehearsals prior. And, you know, when you're writing a story from experience, which this is loosely based on on true events in my life, you sort of forget that you don't respond the way another person responds and that another person's natural response, even though you say, well, they're acting and they're supposed to do it another way. It's like, okay, but we also don't have three weeks to film this. We have two days to film this. So I need to be able to get what I want from somebody Mm -hmm. without having to spend all day doing it. You know, you watch these behind the scenes and they're like, we filmed this one scene for a week straight. It's like, that must be nice. We don't have that kind of time. I remember there was just a quick uh, side note. There was a, I forgot who it was, uh, but it was Kubrick was filming The Shining, and oh, there was one it. scene he did like yeah. sixty nine times or something. It was and more it's than like, that, I think. Yeah, and it was like, at one point, it's just like maybe you're just a shit director. Yeah, you know, it's like if you have to. Well, shoot, we're not shoot huge something, fans. Yeah. Well, I mean, whatever. He, maybe he's good. Maybe you know, it, it's well, all. But that's it's the thing is, yes, but... somebody else would say that that's the that's his genius. Where yeah, I'm just right, like, exactly. where, as an actor, I'm like, Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, how many times am I gonna swing this thing yeah, yeah. at the camera or whatever? You know, yeah, whatever it's, it is, it's like it would get old for me. Um, but yeah, you know, I am a fan of of having a, a couple takes. Um, yeah, you are just to uh, just to have some variety. <laughs> a to couple have some takes, sir, in, in the edit. You know, it's Paul. I don't shoot. You, you you like to have a couple takes? Yeah. Yeah, just a couple. Yeah. And by couple, you mean 12. Well, there's not, there's not one shot in this that we shot more than three times. No. Except for the wide. <laughs> that one we shot a couple of times. But that Suddenly was a our answers are yeah, changing. That was a technical take. Um, uh, yeah. Um, which is scary for me because... I don't shoot no, for I understand the, that, yeah. I don't shoot for the edit necessarily. I'll shoot what I can and then try to sculpt it in the edit, um, which I'm trying to like get a little bit better at. But um, 
because uh, it saves a ton on time because I'm, you know, I'm just a big like I like the shot. Let's shoot the whole thing here and then I can cut to it when I want to in the edit and kind of help. It just gives more options. I yeah, but know. then it also sort of it can become like the Cheesecake Factory menu, right, where you start to become torn between five different options for one scene because right. there's so many options and it's going in different directions and that there can be too much choice. Yeah, yeah. So there, you have to find a sweet spot between like yep. we have some options or then you're overwhelming yourself with options, which I don't like to do yeah. either because then I'm like, I don't know, they start to bleed into one another. Well, and it's like, in something like, I like this. the way she raises her hand in this scene, yeah, but exactly. I don't like the way her ear turns. You know, and then it's like it starts to become really like, like this, trivial. You have, a, you have a long scene where three people are conversing and it's like. If you have five takes of everything, you're going to be like, I like the way she says that in take one. I but like I like, right. She says it in take three and then take five at this part. And then it becomes, which whatever. I mean, you edit it together how you edit it together. But yeah, I think it's just more than likely there's going to be one way that they are in this moment. And then you'll take a big chunk of something from that moment. And you it's know? also what... You're watch. You're looking at and judging it as the editor and as the cre- you know the filmmakers, right? But how is the audience viewing that? Yeah. And that was what happened in in uh, uh, this particular scene. Two two scenes that I had, um, where it was dialogue in one and an action in another, and I had to just finally admit, like this doesn't it doesn't matter, right? This is this is great and if it worked out it would be great or maybe it doesn't work out or maybe we would have cut it out who knows but I can either try to make the scene work which really is not the heft to the story and it's not the point of this entire interaction that they're having Mm -hmm. and we can sit here and film this for two hours and then potentially have to cut it because it never quite sits right or I just cut it now yeah and we did that the day of. We were filming that scene. And as we were driving in, I made the executive decision. And I said, I'm cutting these two things out because they're not adding anything to the story. Mm-hmm. It was an action. And it was a line that was like, oh, it's like being cheeky. But it didn't mean anything. And you got you have to be, be ready to just sort of like turn on your heels and go like, we're moving in this direction now and look at the script differently. The way I read that script when I wrote it versus how I read it a month later versus how I read it in rehearsals versus how I read it the day of are completely different. You see the story. You could see the story differently, or at least least that's just how I work. Right. Um, Where I'm starting to just, it it evolves in in a different way and Mm -hmm. and I, I start to see the story differently. So... I just, you know, no, no love loss. I just want like, all right, don't, we actually don't need this. And if it's going to be a struggle to get this scene right, let's take that out. And we did. And I think it was fine. I didn't miss it. I wasn't like at the end of the day, like, oh, I wish that had worked. It's just like, I'm, I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be able to do that. It's not, you know, I think people take us like, oh, it's my work. And you, you can't be so persnickety about stuff mm-hmm. like that. You have to be willing to adapt to what's happening. Especially when you, you know, our actors are so far away from us that auditioning constantly was not really an option. Yeah. And it is a very physical script in our in our argument. So it wouldn't have portrayed the same on a Zoom meeting. We would have never known that that wouldn't have worked until the day of because mm-hmm. we would have been rehearsing it, unable to have those physical interactions. And then the day of we would have been like, oh, shit. Yeah. This isn't working. Yeah, so I'm yeah. kind of glad that in that rehearsal, I saw it up front and went, nope something's not right um i think you know and and a patron i kind of had this discussion afterwards where 
she felt like she may have gone too hard. And I wondered if I didn't go hard enough because she started to go harder. And I was like, oh, wait, should I match her? Like, mm -hmm. and then I immediately said to her, I just can't go there because I could have played this 50 different ways if I had the time to. There's always a different way to play it. Yeah. So you kind of have to go like, this is the decision that I make. This was the character choice that I made. Yeah. And this is how I played it. And, and that's that. And if there's something that I wish I had done differently, then I note that next time. Okay, got it. Again, it's part of that. Just part of the learning curve. There's nothing wrong with that. I, I hate that people see that as like this thing to hide. You know, we mm -hmm. want everybody to think the set and the, the, the script and everything was perfect. It's like, no, I mean, you've watched movies and gone, that movie sucked. Right, yeah. but that got a fifty million dollar budget somehow. Yeah, yeah. Nobody saw an issue with this. Either that, or no one wanted to say anything, which is worse. Like, what's the problem with going like this? Doesn't work. Yeah, <laughs> this, yeah. This is weird. Um, and sometimes, like I said, you don't know that until you're in the scene and yeah. you're like, you know what? This actually, this doesn't make sense here, and you take it out. Like, yeah. and you see actors do it all the time, where they go, "My character would never do that." Yeah. Like, I don't. This feels weird. And they, you know, if your director is kind of more collaborative than they then they're open to that mm -hmm. they're open to you know maybe letting you make some changes but um i think we were just recently listening to uh the smartless podcast with joaquin phoenix and he had made a really good comment about how you know he kind of has to he goes through this process where he plays it where he knows it sucks like this is not working at all but it like i said it's this thing where you kind of have to get it out of your system like i'm right. gonna play this in a way that i'm pretty sure is not good but maybe there's something from that that works. And that's the magic of editing. Yeah. Is that they might wind up using something from that thing you didn't yeah. think was going to work that did work with something else. Right. So kind of just, you know, respect that. And, and don't be afraid to just let things change. It's okay that things can change. And yeah. uh, now we know it's a good thing to know, but then it's also kind of terrifying where I'm like, all right, when we do this next time, 100% we need to have, at the very least, somebody pulling focus. Yeah. Because there's no way for you to do both. And and as I said, it's very different when it's just you and I doing some silly skit and we have all day or two, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Nobody mm -hmm. else's time is on the line. We can stop all of our equipment, you know. But when you're on location, you got to get things done. Yeah. And um, But that's also if you have a, a, a film partner you got to do stuff like that. Like there wasn't even really time for me to have you stop to pull you aside and be like, we're not being directed. Right. You're super busy. I was just like, I'm just yeah. going to do this. And so I just started I'm and not shooting. I'm moving a light or doing something. You, you were doing a hundred things at once. And then, but also not having that ego and not being like, Oh, well, whoa, why aren't I giving her that? No, why are you giving her that? No, it's like you just well, saw I don't care like, about that. right. But some people do is what I'm yeah. saying, right? They, the same way people can get precious about their story. We're not precious about that. I mean, I'm not a director, but I co-direct with you mm -hmm. most things that we film. I've mm -hmm. always had input in it. Yeah. I just don't like, I don't, I'm not hung up on whether I get a director's credit. Yeah. It's just whatever. Like we are one unit. We make films together. It's our production company. Yeah. Um, it just, I mean, it gets annoying when people assume you're the director because you're the guy. <laughs> That's the only time that annoys me. But I <laughs> don't know what the hell that was. Um, but yeah, like, it's just like, 
you know, there's so many times that somebody has said like, oh, you know, he directed that so well. And it's like, I directed that with him, yeah. but I'm like, whatever. Like, I'm usually not going to be like, I directed it. I you usually know? put it on by default, just, you know, as me as the director, because I'm like kind of the director on the day. But mm -hmm. like, yeah, I mean, so much of the, the pre the, so much of the pre-production work that a director would do, we do that together. And so, yeah, we, we um, are very much written, directed and written by both of us. It's kind of yeah. the same thing. And then when we go to fest and stuff, when they ask something specific yeah, you, about the you story, tend to do more of the writing. Obviously, yeah, I do. I do. the and writing. I do more of the directing on the day just because you're acting but in it. But I still reference. But, see, because here's the thing. I don't write things and then just go like, oh, make that happen. I have to be realistic within the confines of the equipment that we have, the time we're going to have to film it. So I write something. When I have an idea, I always come to you first and go, if the characters were X, Y, Z, and they were do da, 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 how feasible is this? Yeah. Lighting wise, yeah, time wise, yeah. is this going to be hard to light? I don't write shit at night because I know that our lighting equipment does not suffice for th for those well, scenes. Exteriors, yeah. Yeah, exteriors. That's what I mean. Yeah. Um, I I don't do exterior. Uh, exterior. Well, that's a new new word, right? Yeah, exterior. Exterior is exterior lighting. Um, I don't do that because I already know that you're going to spend hours lighting it. You're going to show it to me and I go, I fucking hate that. Yeah. And then I'm going to have to wind up moving the whole scene inside. Yeah. So I just keep the scene <laughs> inside. But little things when I when I go like, oh, is it going to be weird, you know, if this character crosses here? Is, is we're going to have to change the whole lighting because of this? Mm -hmm. So you are still involved in the technical aspect of the writing, and you yeah. know, in that outline. So we do still kind of write and direct. We just coexist with that, and yeah. it's not like, and oh other my things God, too, you know? you know, like, what do you think if I cut that line? I'm like, yeah, cut it. Yeah, like when I asked one specific line and you took no time to answer, no. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think I should keep well, this? No. Well, that's the <laughs> thing like, is, all right. That was all. That whole section wasn't like I was like, uh, I didn't hate it or anything like that. But yeah, if you were to cut it, I'd be like, yeah, cut it. Yeah. It's not something I'm fighting. That oh, I think you should like if you were to cut other things. There's other things in there. I would have been like, don't cut that. I love mm -hmm. that part or something, but. Leave your ego, leave your egos at home. Basically, yeah. if you're working together with people, just learn how to actually work cohesively. And and, and when it, it Brandon makes more Lillard sense. gives you a note, you I take mean, it. Brandon Lillard says, "Listen, it seems a little weird to me that maybe da da da. Just do it. Yeah. And it may work. And it did. And that's great. And so yeah, I would say definitely invest in in a, a monitor, and uh, invest in a person to sit in front of that monitor that <laughs> yeah. at least has a. And I at least likes movies. Yeah. Right. Don't make it like your uncle who who like the last thing he watched was Jaws in the theater. Make sure it's somebody that 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 has an eye for it, that enjoys cinema, enjoys movie that can yeah. go, you know what? Maybe this or that or this doesn't quite look right. Or that light is really like the second uh, he sat down in front of the monitor, you turn the monitor on and he immediately went to the zebra stripes on the window and it was yeah. just on the corner. And he goes, what the hell is that? Because <laughs> he yeah. didn't know what he was looking at. What the hell does that mean? And I was like, oh, no, 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 it's okay. I was like, if that was going across the whole window, we got a problem. But if it's mm -hmm. in the little corner like that, it just means it's slightly more blown out in that little section, but it doesn't mean it's terrible or anything. Yeah, I was yeah. like, but if that goes across the whole thing, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> That's very important. <laughs> but, you know, it was good that he immediately was like, what does this mean? You know, what? Should I look out for that? And mm -hmm. yes, you should. Yeah, yeah. So that was our journey. 
uh, again, you know, like just shout outs to, to our whole cast and crew. Everybody came out and they, uh, especially Kat and Bassam lived super far, like three hours yeah. from where Joy-Z. we were, where we were filming. So, um, you know, and they, they picked Paige up and, and this way we didn't have to worry about who's going to the train station to pick up this one, blah, blah, blah. You know, everybody was able to come together uh-huh. and that was super helpful. So, you know, we, we could always use more help and we could always, had, we could have absolutely used focus puller or a gaffer or something, someone who was more familiar, but it is what it is. You know, you work with what you got. So yeah. we do have one more scene to film mm-hmm. and um, it's a pretty like fun scene that we're going to get to film. So yeah. hopefully that works out. It's a little, it's a little dangerous, if you will. Oh yeah. Um, you know, we like to live dangerously. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know how that'll go. We're filming that in two weeks. Two weeks. A week from when you hear this. Right. A week from when you hear this. So hopefully all of that goes well. I mean, I've had several people ask me, when is it going to be done? Um, it's done I don't it's know. Done. Realistically, I, I would, if I had to guesstimate, I'd say that probably by July, like the very beginning of July. But this also depends on whether you can find a colorist. Yeah. Because um, you are looking for that. Uh, it's possible that you may just have to do the color correcting on this. Yeah. It wouldn't be the worst thing, but again, it's just kind of nice when no, you have No, I'm competent. Else. I can make it, I can balance it all out okay and stuff, but I just really want a kind of like a nice professional touch on it. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. So if you know a colorist, a good colorist. Send them our way. Send them our way. Because, you them, know. Them, not M as in him. I said them. them. Yeah. Send them our way. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's it. That's all we got. That was our experience. Some things kind of went kaploop. Next week, we'll let you know how the footage is turning out. Yeah. <laughs> if it's crap and if, or not. And uh, if we start the, the episode off with me going, <laughs> Welcome to the episode. <laughs> That's how it went. Yeah. Um, but if I'm my regular morose monotone self, then you know all's fucking good, guys. We're, yeah. It's, it's easy peasy. Yeah. What are you going to do? That's yep. life. You yep. live and learn. Shout yep. out. To MoGraph. To MoGraph. Yep. And uh, we're going to be kicking back into like hopefully watching things. I mean, this is kind of taking up a lot of our time right now, but um, there's some things we'd like to watch. I'm probably not too excited about watching Love and Death. I'm going to be honest with you. Not like where that's not liking where that's going so far. Yeah. Um, guilty pleasure. Couples therapy on Showtime. Yeah. It's not really enough to sit here and have a conversation about, but being able to uh, play the part of the fly on the wall in people's marriages and relationships is yeah. beyond entertaining. Yeah. It's kind of fascinating to yeah. just see people. Oh, I don't like that person. Yeah. Uh, seemingly unravel. Yeah. And then, you know, sometimes people that you're like, oh, they're never going to make it. And then she's they walk. She's good, though, the, yeah. the therapist. And yeah, that. she's really she's good. She's really good. She's really good. She's kind of. I want her to be I, my therapist. I, I'm, I don't want to say she's no nonsense because she's gentle in her therapy. But she does like she doesn't really let people get away with yeah. uh, being intentionally difficult she's or dismissive. The, she's got that same stare that our old therapist had, this guy, Bruce. Yeah, Bruce Rubin. You could tell like if. I knew that if I was in the room and that person was staring at me, like I would just be like, "Okay, so listen." <laughs> just be like, All right, oh, I was gonna lie about it, but yeah. here's here's what happened: I did rob the bank, yeah. but I didn't mean to. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's an entertaining show. If you're looking, I think they're how 
I don't know how long those episodes are. Like half hour. Something like that. It's it's a quick watch, um, but it is it is really entertaining. Uh, anyway, thank you for joining us and thank you for supporting us and helping us meet our goal. If you're amongst those or if you shared or whatever you did, we appreciate you. Highly appreciate we it. We highly appreciate you. It's always good when you meet your goal. It always looks good when you meet your goal as well. Yep. And uh, I, I can honestly say that we didn't have to pile in a bunch of our money this time. This is the first time that... All well, of that we spent money. A good portion of our own money, though. No, no, no. I mean, on the crowdfunding. Usually, oh, we yeah, have to yeah. finish off the crowdfunding with our own money as yeah. well to, you know, at least make it look like well, they met their goal. They're not complete freaking losers. Yeah. Um. This it was just crazy. People just kind of they stepped up and and really helped us out, and and we were really grateful for that. And yeah, and then of course we put our money in there, and this is what we got. And hopefully you'll love it. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.